everybody. Get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis on a beautiful Sunday morning here in... Kind of chilly. Trumpville. It's a little chilly. Not that chilly. It's nice. No, it's not. So we got a great show today. Um, this is... We've got a real... We got a real star in here. Carly Steiner is known for her mixology. Oh my God, Carly! What a way to you rock are. it out! My God, you're a she star. She is the 2016 Thrillist Bartender of the Year, Woo-hoo. and now she's made the leap to restaurateur. Her new uh, restaurant, Himitsu, uh, which Tom Seitzen would call a Petworth jewel. I, I like that. It's nice. I like that we're a little jewel. It's an intimate little Japanese-inspired restaurant, uh, and then it's augmented, of course, with an impressive beverage program. And we're going to talk to Carly. Uh, in a couple of minutes, and... And so almost, not all, but quite a few of the hottest restaurants in the D.C. area are opening in an area called Shaw. If you don't Where? know about... Right, no, don't say that. So Shaw is one of the hottest regions in the D.C. area, not just for restaurants, but also for uh, living I believe and... that Jason Nellis lived there for two years, didn't he? No, he didn't. He lived in Shaw. Oh, I guess so. It was... Yeah, he lived in yeah, Shaw. Fifth, fifth and Q, is that Shaw? Yeah, okay, all right, so all yes, right. you're His correct. His mother doesn't even know where he lived. <laughs> okay, anyway, Jeez. so we have Alex Pedro, Pedro in, excuse me, with Shaw Main Street. So they have some amazing events coming up. They have a hum- tremendous promotion. What's this promotion called? Love Shaw. Love Shaw. We love Shaw. All right, Lip we're going to be talking all about what they have Lip coming up stick. in just a little bit. All right, and... Uh, Chef Austin Fawcett is in. He was at Trummers on Main, knocking them dead over there, right? And before that, you were at the Inn of Little Washington, correct? That's right. That's right. But now he's at one of our favorite restaurants in the city. It was our romance restaurant when we were dating. Proof. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to be uh, talking Not when to... we were dating. We were already married. Oh, well, I can't remember. So many women, so little time. Uh, but we're going to talk to Austin about what he's doing with the menu there. And, and it's back, the National Harbor Wine and Food Festival. It is next Saturday and Sunday. And once again, Chef Scott Truneau and myself have put together an amazing chef demo stage. Two days, Vic Albisu, Marjorie Meek Bradley, uh, Scott, of course. Rock Harper is back. The ladies love Rock because he's awesome. Uh, and Chef Sang from Tip Cow is I- also going to be Rock there. I love Rock, too. I think he's awesome. Uh, and in studio today to shake up all deliciousness, because that's what's going to be happening at the National Harbor Wine and Food, is Ryan Lyles. He is the Jim Beam liquor specialist. He's been in before, and he's back. Lyle, let's get you in front of that mic so you can I, talk I about... I know a lot of people who just drink a lot going? who consider themselves liquor specialists. I just want you to know that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, know. I, I get that, that a lot. <laughs> is, that what you're, is that what you do? You get paid to Is that to on drink? your card? Does it really yeah. say liquor specialist? It says luxury specialist. So oh. I talk about uh, the Jim Beam or Beam Centauri uh, high-end brands, mm-hmm. basically. Yep. So yeah. what is under what falls under for those people who don't know what falls under the Jim Beam luxury brands? So it'd be like Makers Mark, uh, Knob Creek, Bakers Bookers in the bourbon category, F and Vodka, Crevassier. Wait, what was that? Can you F- say that again? F and yeah. I think F-N. we had yep. this with you the last time we were in. Did you? It sounds like yeah. we're saying something bad. Oh well, it means smooth in uh, Dutch. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, so it's not you're, like you're actually F-N, saying. Like I love F-N. those F and Dutch. You know what I mean? Right? Those F and Dutch. <laughs> 
Is that like when you say F. Scott Fitzgerald? That's right. Okay, no, thank you. It's not, not at all. <laughs> all right. So, how'd you get into booze? You know, right place, right college? time. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of college, a little bit of sales, and then yeah. all of a sudden you end up uh, walking around having chats about booze all day. That sounds it's, like fun. That sounds pretty like good. pretty good. Okay, so what is your involvement this year at the National Harbor Wine and Food Event? Well, uh, Beam's going to be there. We're going to be we're going to have uh, three tables. Beam is there every year. We are, yep. yep. Right. And so what? How do you guys spread it out? What do you do? So we're going to have a uh, rum area. We're going to show off our cruising rums. We're going to show off our uh, new F and flavors. So we have a number of new flavors. We like to. I'm sorry, uh, it's just funny. I know, right? <laughs> it never I feel gets like old. A child. Does it? It's like so stupid. Um, but we got like the new blood orange. We're going to show off um mm-hmm. raspberry as well uh and also an apple so we're going to show those in one of our other tables and then we're going to have obviously the classic bourbon area and uh i believe in the vip there's going to be a cognac uh with our high-end crevassiers oh the table. cool you yeah. know you're gonna have to bring some bourbon over to the chef demos because those chefs like means well, yeah. yeah. like we always bourbon. end up uh losing a bottle or two for people who haven't been there <laughs> this is all out mostly not completely on the pier at National yeah. Harbor, and it's it's I mean it's great food sampling, it's it's every kind of potable you can imagine from beers and what craft beers. So there's and really wines. a lot of wine too, and um and and rums and and distilled yeah. liquors. It's mm-hmm. it is an amazing day, and if you haven't been, you gotta go. Okay, what are you mixing up first? Uh, I'm going to mix up a basically a screwdriver, but it's basically a naughty man mosa. We call it that. Okay. Uh, that's a little Annapolis term from uh, Annapolis, Maryland. So what it is is uh, basically a mimosa, and then we add a little vodka to it. So we're going to use effing blood orange. Mm. So uh, what we do? I don't have time for you to read it through. Just tell yep. us what's in it, and then Just we'll come back to you. Uh, blood orange and orange juice, and then we're going to top it with a bit of a uh, uh, sparkling wine. Sounds great. Really you simple. get to making that. And now we got to talk to F and Carly Steiner. <laughs> so hello, Carly. Never a better intro. So how, are you? how did I mean? Let's talk about you. To be the thrillist bartender of the year is a pretty big deal. Yeah, no, I was uh, I was on a list with some really respectable people, so that was that was big for me, and it was uh, definitely a milestone in the career, you know. Well, let's give for people who don't know some of your background. Why don't we talk just a tiny bit about where you were? You've been drinking since the third grade. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I always tell people I started working in the industry at twelve, and that's not a lie. I mean, it was definitely illegal, but um. I was just like busing tables. Far be from the industry you know, to do things illegal. Where, where, was this, where was this happening? Uh, well, I won't tell the restaurant, but I will say it was in my hometown of Virginia Beach. Okay. Um, so I fell in love at a really young age. When I was about 14, 15, I started loving uh, food so much, and I said, I'm going to culinary school. So I told my dad, I'm going to the CIA. And he said, oh, if you're not going to the to UVA, I'm not paying for it. And then like two years later, that he did end up helping me out because he's great. And he <laughs> realized that I, this is like my passion and my dream. And mm-hmm. it was a good decision. So I, I went to the CIA. I was there for uh, the three and a half, four years. And Hyde I... Hyde Park? Hyde Park, yeah. Hyde Park. And I got my bachelor's. Oh my God, it's, it's beautiful. So I know, I love it. Yeah, there. I loved it. I had a great time. Uh, and the day I graduated, I started bartending at Minibar. So it's kind of a, it's a funny thing, uh, you no, know. No, that's not funny. That's talent. Because it, well, nobody I just thought I would in, find oh, nobody mini just bar. walked into mini bar and be like, "Hey, I um, want a job." I think it was probably a lot of personality. I'm a mm-hmm. I'm a big personality, and mm-hmm. I was I, I definitely sold myself, but mm-hmm. it, it did end up working out great. And I'm able now. I was able to actually realize that it wasn't in vain that I went to school to culinary school. I found um, a huge passion for flavors and combining those flavors and I just end up ended up doing it with beverages. So So now let's talk about how you wound up being a part of the Himitsu 
Sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, so I did mini bar for a bit. I left. I traveled. I came back. Uh, and the quick the quick version is that it was a combination of finding love for Sherry. With mm-hmm. uh, I, I was a part of this uh, pop up called Red Eye Menus. So we would go into restaurants that were already uh, established, and they were just uh, typically in, influenced by Asian cuisine. We'd go in and we'd pour Sherry for a night, and mm-hmm. it was like a dinner pairing. And mm-hmm. so it was a little bit of that. Um, I was also doing a bunch of events with Stir Barton and Company, which is another business um, that I own. And it just right place, right time. I mean, I was finding myself, honestly, you know, kind of living this um, ridiculous millennial dream where I was like 23 years old, paying rent and working very minimally. And I was like, this is not enough. And this is awesome, but this is not enough. And this is not that's, what I want. That's okay, more than a millennial dream. <laughs> right. Well, I, guess, like, everybody well I guess I mean that in the way that it's like, how little can Those I work? Those of us who are members of AARP <laughs> dream about that. Too. I just, I didn't want to be the person that was trying to find the most money I could find in the smallest amount of work. Like, that's mm-hmm. not who I am. That's but not so what I do. Why did Sherry so, speak to you specifically? Oh, Sherry is so good. Um, so I'm, I definitely left my heart in Spain and also separately the uh, Basque country. So, uh, so there's just little pieces of everywhere. Separate, little, little pieces because of they're everywhere. separatists, is that why? <laughs> well, because they are two different things, mm-hmm. yes. Um, but and so I try to go to Spain once or twice every year, and I revisit, and I and I drink wine, and I have fun, and I see friends, and it's wonderful. Um, so there's definitely a very personal thing with Sherry mm-hmm. and I. Um, besides that, what I learned uh, with this group, I'm like Sherry and Asian food are meant to be together. Not only just Asian food, sherry and food, I mean, they're so amazing. It's savory, it's salty, it's tons of minerality. Uh, there's oxidative notes that just are perfect complements to food. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how sherry got and involved. And I don't think people, I think people think of sherry as that after dinner. There are misconceptions you know. about sherry. Sherry is, a, is the hidden gem of the wine world, okay. I will say. There are misconceptions about sherry. Sherry is, um, the big, the huge percentage of sherry is dry, bone mm-hmm. dry to, to dry and um, not until we get into our cream sherries, dry sacks, Pedro Jimenez, Moscatel, do you see sweetness in sherry. Mm-hmm. But that's what our grandmothers drank, right? right? Harvey's like, Bristol cream. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, <laughs> There's a bottle that. of that in my mother's house somewhere, I'm sure. And I bet, and you know, yes, sherry does last longer than wine, but I bet that is not drinkable anymore because <laughs> people just keep it forever and ever. <laughs> right. And it does go bad eventually. But, um, so what I brought in today were, uh, dry sherries. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three main styles that we see are Fino, Mon- uh, Fino Amontillado, and Oloroso. Mm-hmm. Did you just have to drink in it between first there. before you? <laughs> no, that was just water. <laughs> um, and then you have, like, other styles. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, do you want to taste something? Yeah. Okay, pour great. something. Let's taste So it. let's taste this right While now. you're pouring the sherries, yes. let's talk about Himitsu and, sure, and the concept and the of the restaurant yeah. because... Um, it is a. It's where it's peculi- uh, peculiar. It it's is. Share. It's a share. Well, <laughs> take a sip. Um, my, my reputation precedes me. It's where Crane and Turtle was. It is, and Crane and Turtle was so lovely. Such also a little gem. Such a gem. Um, that is so but nice so, how did you guys wind so. up with the space and being able to execute your concept? So there's a the the story that I tell, which is um, I just have to break it up. Ninety percent true. So good. It's so good. It smells. It so smells delicious. yeasty and like minerals and wet stone. Okay. I and, would not say yeah. yeasty, but yeah. No, but that's a good that's a good delicious. thing in cherry. That is. That's like that, that's the floor that it sits with. So the reason that is not oxidized like these, there's this like layer of yeast so that's naturally occurring I'm and it covers take it. Back to Himitsu. Okay. Himitsu. Sorry. So sorry. Yeah. So sorry. Himitsu, not cherry. Um basically I received a text from a person with no uh 
name attached to it, and it said, do you want to open a restaurant with me? And that is kind of the joke of our restaurant, but it's also pretty true. And from there, we ended up having a slight conversation once I figured it out. It's Kevin. Okay. It's my business partner, Kevin. Um, We figured out who it was. I figured out who it was. And uh, we just got to talking, and we were like, you know, like, our styles match completely. We had a meeting. We sat down, and we said, this is what I'm not good at. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you're not good at. Um, and everything was just very complimentary. So we together make this great is somebody good at math. He is <laughs> not me. Okay. Not me. Just sure. <laughs> yep. No, absolutely him. He does our numbers. And, and so, he's what great. was the vision of the restaurant? Oh gosh, it's so funny. So this is nobody believes this, but from the moment that we had that text, we had a restaurant a month and a half later. Okay. Open doors open, which is insane. Um, it's insane. It's insanity. And we're both pretty insane people, so it worked out. But he essentially knew what he wanted to do with food. Mm -hmm. I knew what I wanted to do with beverage. The reason that we turned the restaurant and opened it so fast is because it was meant to be together. Like, it Mm -hmm. just was a perfect fit. But you also had a space that was in pretty good shape. Oh, I I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to build out a space. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, there's a lot of people who walk into a a space and they're like, oh, my God. Crane and Turtle. Crane and Turtle. We just said that. And it was a privilege having these beautiful bones. Not only were there bones in the restaurant, they were perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, this is one of the most beautiful spaces in the city. Crane and Turtle. We went there. Yes, we did. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. And now I know where you Um, are. So we really, I mean, we changed, like, upholstery. We changed lighting. We changed very minimal things. Because it was, Mm -hmm. I mean, to be all, like, to be fair, it was a low budget. It was a low budget project that we Mm -hmm. did. That turned into something now much bigger and beautiful. Okay, we're going to take a break. Yeah. When we come back, let's talk about the kind of cuisine that you're serving Would and the kind to. of cocktails that you're serving All right. as well. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. It's a boozy day on the show. We'll be back in just a sec. The Market at River Falls is proud to introduce their new Blue Circle Salmon from Norway, the healthiest, most environmentally friendly farm-raised salmon in the world. Start your meal planning with a visit to the Market at River Falls. Federal News Radio's Jason Miller is on Twitter. Follow him at jmillerwfed for the latest IT and federal management news at jmillerwfed. If you've ever worked for a large company that provides services to a customer, at some point you may have said, huh... I think I might be able to do this better on my own. Well, this is a show for people who actually take the step off the ledge and fend for themselves in the cutthroat world that is government contracting. I'm Alan Scott of Columbia Technology Partners and host Ready to Prime. Part information, part inspiration, and all small business. Heard the last Tuesday of every month on Federal News Radio 1500 AM or on demand at federalnewsradio.com. Search Ready to Prime. Hi, I'm Jared Serbu, the host of Federal News Radio's On DOD. Join me each week for a close-up view of the Defense Department from the management perspective. We examine the department from every angle with interviews with top brass and industry experts. It's reliable information from the people in the know. That's On DOD, every Wednesday at 11 o'clock and 2 o'clock Eastern on Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m., or download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search On DOD. The District Alliance for Safe Housing, also known as DASH, is kicking off its 10-year anniversary celebration with a DASH for DASH 5K race and 1K fun run walk on Saturday, July 29th. DASH is the largest dedicated safe housing provider for survivors of domestic and sexual violence in Washington, D.C. Visit dashdc.org events to sign up for this fun race. It's a certified course on the Metropolitan Branch Trail near Rhode Island Avenue Metro Stop. Sponsorships available. dashdc.org events. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis, and we're talking to the famous Carly Steiner, the <laughs> thrillist bartender of the year last year, who just uh, opened in partnership a new restaurant uh, where Turtle and Crane was. Crane, crane and, and Dove, turtle. Crane and crane something, and whatever. 
um, uh, called Himitsu, which is Japanese-inspired, but there are all kinds of other influences to the food, So let's right? talk about the cocktails that you're doing there. Definitely. So this is a cocktail called the Baransu. So I have... Um, there's two kinds of things that I do at Himitsu with cocktails. I do very classic cocktails, and I do very contemporary cocktails. Mm-hmm. Classics are things people know. Old fashions, very old-fashioned variations, martinis, uh, Manhattans, Negronis, sours, daiquiris, margaritas, things like that, right? They all have mm-hmm. some sense of home, and yes, we may alter it a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. still a classic cocktail. Sure. Um, and then we do things that follow no rules, and those are my contemporary cocktails. So... First up, this is a cocktail I call Baransu. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is smoked green tea, sake, and a little bit of pineapple shrub from it's District so Shrubs. <laughs> Thank you. It's beautiful. Thank you. Taste it if you'd like. What does mm-hmm. Mitsu mean? It means secret. Mm. Okay. Um, and not for any particular is there reason besides the there is a lot, yeah. It doesn't taste like there's any. Oh, that's on good. That <laughs> At all. No, that's not good. We'll have another sip. We'll be making <laughs> out in the car on the way home. Hubba hubba. Okay. Um, and so how did Kevin come up Whoa. with the uh, food concept? So Kevin has um, a lot of experience with um, kind of more classic American style sushi, right? Uh-huh. And then after that uh, and before that, he was doing a lot more fine dining, uh, pineapple and pearls, roses, luxury, stuff like that. Now you're just name dropping. And <laughs> well, for him, not for me. <laughs> yeah. And um, so he he has this amazing background where he has a good combination of lots of things going mm-hmm. on. Um, so when we did this, he was like, this is, you know, I, This is not, you know, we don't have like anything to really say beyond it, but this is not our first restaurant and we know that. Mm -hmm. So this was the first one we wanted to start with. And this is something he's very comfortable with as Mm -hmm. far as cuisine. But you see like, you see Latin American, you see Southeast Asian, you see Mediterranean, you see a lot of Spanish, like you see lots of different cuisines. Now you guys do not take reservations. Correct. We're too small. I know. I I know. I know. And when I go to New York, you cannot, there's no number. You have to come and Um, get online. When I go to New York and I go to a restaurant, it's the same format. I am equally as frustrated, and mm-hmm. I totally understand. The it is a 100% fiscal decision because okay. if we if we do reservations, mm-hmm. the chances of cancellations, the percentage of cancellations today are so high that that could be in a 24 seat restaurant the difference of actually like physically making money and I not. I get it. Um, okay, so when how, we have are a there bigger like restaurant, a long line? Like, not anymore not because anymore? we have open I have patio. An idea. And if you take reservations and you make people give you a credit card number and they're trying I don't to want to take people's money for not I, I don't. It. I don't. I don't want to take your money if you're I not, do. you know. <laughs> I got no problem with it. All um, right. Well, let's make sure everybody knows where you are on the street. What's the address? The address is 828 Upshur. Okay. Okay. 828 Upshur. Mm-hmm. It's very easy. Right yes. in Petworth. Right in Petworth. Right across from So are you there every night making cocktails? Um, I am not making cocktails, but I am there every night. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. somebody else behind the bar. He meets you. All right. Before we get back to Ryan, uh, at the break, I should have mentioned, I want to thank our sponsors, Pro Fish, Central mm-hmm. Farm Markets, uh, the market at River Falls, and Celebrity Cruises. And I got a note from uh, Jim McWhorter at, at the market at River Falls. They've just introduced Blue Circle Salmon from Norway, which is... Uh, oh, and it's from Nora. Nora from Restaurant Nora. It's her company. Right, right, yeah, right, right. It's, right. Cool. it's really good. And also, May is coming up. It's Lobster Month at River Falls. They've got real deep discounts on lobsters and lobster tails. Too bad we can't play like Rock Lobster. You know, by the B 52s We can't. We can, but rock we'd get sued. Um, but you got to go. That's a great little market. In yes, Potomac. we love it. That I is just... the market in Potomac. All right, so Ryan, let's get back to you for a second. 
Talk about the other, uh, uh, really, I mean, there's beer and there's wine at this. Are you up to date on everybody else, some of the other uh, vendors that will be there? Uh, I haven't really heard that much. I know there's a lot of wine there, though, generally speaking. Yeah, there's yeah. always wine there, yeah, right? Yeah, always wine. Uh, right. I, I'm always in the liquor area, so uh, I, I see right. what I well, see. Well, we you can know? get that from Greg. So now, are yep. you going to be in the VIP area? How, uh, I'll be how in the bourbon use... area. You're in the bourbon yeah, area. Yeah, always, uh, I'm always in the bourbon area, kind of doing a little bourbon 101 with because everybody. Because I really think, like, chats. not that you can't have a great experience having a regular ticket, but the VIP experience is, you know, really special. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Because, right, yeah, because uh, there's so much happening, right? So what are some of the things you're pouring at the bourbon table? At the bourbon table, we mm -hmm. will be doing uh, our high-end uh, Maker's Mark. So we'll have a Maker's Mark table. It'll be the 46 and the cast strength and obviously the regular old Maker's Mark, uh, the good mm -hmm. the good, tried and true. Mm -hmm. uh, we will have our uh, Knob Creeks uh, small batch. So we'll have the Basil Haydens and the Bookers and the Bakers. Uh, what makes them high-end? I mean, for the, the they uninitiated. Cost more. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's, it depends on age. It depends on where they, like, basically how much there is in the warehouse. So, you know, for example, Booker's only comes from basically one little area of the warehouse. Um, essentially, each batch is about seven to ten barrels. Uh, that's what, that exclusivity is what makes that expensive and also makes it small batch. Uh, give that in comparison, Jim Beam's about a 10,000 barrel drop. Whereas Booker's is like 10. But how do ingredients amazing. differ? Amazing. Different. How do the ingredients, ingredients differ? It's how they right? put it is together. It, is the aging, obviously. But how There's do, aging, yep. And what about the ingredients? The ingredients are the same. Uh, that, that's the, the recipe would be the exact same, but it's where it is in the warehouse. Uh, that center cut, for example, with Booker's is what creates that unique taste profile. Uh, you don't get that taste profile anywhere else in the warehouse because that temperature right there in the middle never gets too hot, never gets too cold. It's our Goldilocks zone with our mash bill. Everyone that. else has their own Goldilocks zone, but ours is right in the middle of the warehouse. What a great uh, way of putting it. All right, what are you making next? Oh, I'm actually going to make another breakfast cocktail because it is like, you know, Sunday. Right. Uh, I mean, well, so, we're drinking sherry over here on this end, but you I go, know you do that you. cocktail was fantastic. Right. It's unbelievable. Um, I'm just going to make a you know, simple cocktail. It is a effing cucumber uh, Bloody Mary. Uh, the effing cucumber is I feel like a fantastic. bad word is going to come out of my mouth at any <laughs> given moment. Go this ahead. This is the only time you can say effing. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You make that. All right. And no next, problem. everybody well, needs to hold up hold up their lips. All right. Hold all up right. your lips. You do that while I introduce Alex. So Alex okay. Padro is the executive director of Shaw Main Streets. And we have to boomerang this. <laughs> he's into, he's into to kind of take us through the then and now and future of Shaw. Um, there's, uh, you know, I mean, Shaw... I read everything back before the Civil War was basically a bunch of woods and streams, and it bordered 7th Street, which was Maryland Farmer's Way in and out of the district, right? Absolutely. And then, I mean, obviously it got built up and all that, but for many years, Shaw was kind of this kind of this enclave, this zone of its own, um, and for years was, I mean, it, it wasn't a vibrant commercial center and certainly not a center for restaurants and, and for, you know, uh, folks moving in and now you know their townhouses or row houses in there for 1.5 million dollars right absolutely so, so after i just did everything goodbye yeah. okay. we can leave. <laughs> except but to I talk mean, about the the gala coming up on tuesday i want to know how yeah there's a, an event we want to talk about but how did you fall in love with shaw and become their you know basically you're the, the chief promoter well when i first set eyes on the neighborhood back in 1994 when i moved down from new york there were more boarded up storefronts and vacant buildings than there were occupied ones on some of the blocks and that was a result of the 1968 riots and the disinvestment both for the public and the private and sector you said i want to live here <laughs> well you know what it was affordable 
we we were looking to reflect, looking for a place that we could afford that had a lot of convenience, that had a great location, that had great transportation, had a lot of assets, that had good bones. Mm-hmm. And we saw, and my partner and I saw the opportunity that you know that Shaw had at the time. But but yes, no, ultimately, no trepidation about moving into a street where. Well, I actually I had moved from Washington Heights in New York City, no. where uh, which was considered the crack capital of the world at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Should no, we break into anything was play right now because I can <laughs> sing a song at any given time. <laughs> okay. Any anything was a step up from that. And interestingly enough, there there had been a. You know, 10 shootings uh, at the O Street Market a few years before then related, you know, to drugs. So mm-hmm. this was not an unfamiliar set of circumstances. So uh, we knew things were going to change. Uh, we did, just didn't know how much they were going to change. Right. And the, the exciting thing is that a few years later, the, the city decided to build a convention center in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being an $850 million investment. And you the don't. The new convention center? The new convention, the, the Walter E. Washington mm-hmm. Convention Center. Uh, and any time that you invest $850 million in a neighborhood, no matter how run down it might be, people are going to notice. Right. And then so all of a sudden, you know, developers started, you know, buying property. Is this still considered Shaw? No, that's, I didn't think that's, so. that's Mount Vernon Triangle. That's Mount Vernon Triangle. Yep, that's okay, just to so the south. For people who don't know, like, what are the boundaries of Shaw? So Shaw Main Street service area is 7th and 9th Streets between K and Barry Place. Okay. But these days, most people think of Shaw as being Mount Vernon Square to the north. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going from New Jersey Avenue to about 13th Street up okay. to about Florida and, and U Street. Those mm-hmm. are the, the, the general boundaries that most people use. And it actually was the attendance boundaries of the old mm-hmm. Shaw Junior High School, which is uh, today uh, Esbury Dwellings over at 7th and Rhode Island that gave the neighborhood its name back in 1966. Okay. But uh, long story short, uh, you know, when the Williams administration was looking at uh, adopting the, the National Main Street model mm-hmm. to revitalize historic but underperforming commercial districts, mm-hmm. uh, I saw this as an opportunity to be able to get some resources to make what people in the neighborhood wanted to see happen, which mm-hmm. was being able to spend money in their neighborhood again like they did back in the day. You know, our elders remember when you didn't have to go out of the neighborhood because everything that you needed was available there. Right. So fast forward, we got the grant, uh, and uh, we did surveys, and we asked people, what kind of businesses do you want us to bring to the neighborhood? And everybody said restaurants. So after 10 years of doing surveys, we said, okay, no more surveys. We're bringing you restaurants. <laughs> so I, I guess we delivered on that because now oh my God, yeah, we – But you didn't just bring uh, restaurants because correct. there's so much new construction. Yes. So, I mean, the cranes that dot the skyline – is amazing, and if you look over like where the new giant is, where Convivial is, where that uh, I guess that's the Market at O City Market area, at O, right? Yes. So that whole area, you brought a hotel. I mean, you did more than just bring restaurants; you brought a whole lifestyle. Absolutely, way of and you know we've added thousands of new housing units, uh, uh, most of them market rate, but we also even added some affordable housing. And the great thing is we've been able to bring all these new people in the neighborhood without displacing the folks that were there originally. Well, that's How? usually the problem. They How come were in you and they wipe the slate clean. We were able to do that because uh, we had you know commitments from the property owners to. Uh, to renew their uh, the subsidies that mm-hmm. allowed those rents to be lower, and we also uh, made sure that uh, new development included some affordability in their billings. And for example, uh, out of the 600 units of housing that are, that, uh, are ultimately going to be uh, built at City Market, almost 100 of those are affordable senior units. Okay. So we made sure that we use all the zoning tools. So like the new taxes and stuff don't apply for those units. Because my understanding is, is one of the issues with regentrification is that even when those accommodations are made, 
because the taxes raised for the area, that's where those people get pinched. So how does that part get handled? So we were the first neighborhood in the city to have a property tax increase cap. We lobbied for it when nobody else in the city saw a reason for it. Then everybody else said, we want that too. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two, our seniors are protected because they have, you know, senior, uh, you know, tax uh, credits that also mm-hmm. apply and limitations on those increases. And then uh, the, the folks that are in affordable housing only pay 30% of their income. That is capped. So, so regardless of what the rent may go up to, they're just paying 30%. That's so those amazing. folks are still there. But okay. we've also been able to help uh, some longtime businesses stay in the neighborhood, too. Well, I want to talk about that. So we have to take a quick break. So when we come back, let's talk about the boom of businesses in the Shaw neighborhood. Absolutely. Uh, this is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a minute. Lincoln once said, better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak up and remove all doubt. If you are a CIO of a government agency, you know credibility is everything. Federalnewsradio.com, because it's not just about gathering intel, it's about gathering the right intel. Wisdom, served daily by a team of award-winning journalists. Federalnewsradio.com, experience the difference. Celebrate Mother's Day with Hope for Henry. Register for the Make a Kid's Day 5K on Sunday, May 14th at the Walt Whitman High School in Bethesda. The course is USATF certified. Little ones can run, too, in the one-mile fun run and play in the kid zone, which will have lots of family activities. Hope for Henry is dedicated to bringing smiles, laughter, and joy to kids battling cancer and other serious illnesses. Register at hopeforhenry.org. That's hopeforhenry.org and click on Upcoming Events. This is John Gilroy. My show, Federal Tech Talk, answers the question, how does technology make life easier for the federal audience? I've spent years interviewing federal CIOs, tech leaders, and big company CTOs. What they tell me is compelling, provocative, and always relevant to the federal government and contractor. Check it out Tuesday and Thursday afternoons at 1 on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM, or download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Federal Tech Talk. So I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. All right, we're back on Food and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We are awash with food and drink. Uh, Again, I want to thank ProFish and... Uh, the market at River Falls in Potomac, and our friends at Celebrity Cruises, and our friends at Central Farm Markets for sponsoring the show. They're yeah. all good people. And if you're not a sponsor, shame, you should get on board. That's what I say. So let's go back to Alex Padro. Alex, um, you were talking about some of the businesses that uh, really have been revitalized, really, by, by everything that's happening in Shaw. Why don't you take us into that subject? Well, Shaw Main Street's won the 2016 Great American Main Street Award, uh, which is the the Oscars of commercial revitalization uh, in the country, uh, because we've been able to bring 300 new businesses into uh, the neighborhood since 2003, most of those being restaurants and bars. 
And uh, we've also brought in almost $3 billion worth of uh, public and private investment to the neighborhood. That and that's what's trans- yeah. transformed the neighborhood. So where we are is today. that you doing outreach, outreach, or once it got started, it was, it was you know, self-perpetuating? In the beginning, it was rough. It was hard to get anybody to, to invest or even to want to own a house in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, you know, once we started showing that the demand uh, for dining and entertainment, that's when everybody started saying, like, Hey, we want to be a part of that. Was that your surveys? Was that how? It was partly that, but also as the demographics were were improving. Uh, But then folks like Derek Brown, who was a big booster of the neighborhood. You You know, know, they uh, opened up the passenger and the Columbia room. I mean, in their original location, right? Right there. And now now Derek's, uh, you know, got the the three bars up on 7th Street, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as the new Columbia room. Right in Blackton Alley. And Tom has the new passenger. Right. Uh, But then in the meantime, we've had great folks like Eric Zebold and Cedric Mapoulier bringing, uh, you know, their world-class restaurants. Well, you have All Purpose and and Jeremiah Langhorn bringing Dabney. And so everybody that is anybody in the culinary world in Washington wants to be part of the the Shaw neighborhood, and they're there, and we've gotten all kinds of awards, two Michelin stars in the neighborhood. Any any neighborhood with buttercream bake shop in it is for me. (laughs) So let's talk about, you brought in all this food today. Tell everybody why. So we are very excited to be hosting the 7th Taste of Shaw uh, Gala at the Howard Theater this coming Tuesday from Mm -hmm. 7 to 9.30 p.m., and so we've got uh, over 20 of the star chefs, uh, restaurateurs, and uh, mixologists represented there. Uh, so for one night, you can explore all that Shaw has to offer without right. without leaving the building. And you've got valley parking and uh, all you can drink, mm-hmm. uh, both uh, beer and wine, as well as you know, like cocktails. Like we need more to drink in here. Does anybody need another drink? Well, he, and so I'm feeling, feeling parched. He was like, all you like, can, and then he looked around and said, drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, uh, you know, also we've got a... A cocktail here from Eat the Rich, which is a celery gimlet. Uh, we've got the Vadovan uh, curry uh, deviled eggs uh, from Dino's Grotto. We've got a, a shrimp ceviche uh, from uh, Dasha. We've got breads from the wonderful new Salu Bakery that's going to be Okay, so to I know open. nothing about Salu Bakery. Tell me more about Salu so Bakery. So Jonathan Bathoni is this artisan uh, master baker who does these incredible breads. And where is uh, it who's, opening who's up? opening up at 926 N Street Northwest, just around the corner from Buttercream Bake Shop. Okay, great. So it's going to be a great block. And uh, Tiffany provided you with cupcakes And we've got some well. wonderful cakes, cupcakes uh, from... Um, from Buttercream Bake Shop as well. So uh, so people can come to this uh, event on uh, on Tuesday night, as I mentioned, and basically explore all this. We've got live music. We're going to be, you know, celebrating, you know, Chuck Brown's heritage at the, at the Howard Theater mm-hmm. uh, and dancing. Uh, you know, we're going to have mo- lots of lips uh, for right. people to okay, take the pictures Okay, can we quickly, because we only have like a minute left, can we talk about this promotion? What is the lip promotion? So this is the Love Shaw, you know, mm-hmm. promotion, and uh, we planted lips in Everybody grab your lips. Come on, we're going to Not two lips, okay. but lips. Yes. Uh, throughout the neighborhood to, to celebrate, uh, you know, well, the, the love that lips. everyone. Right. Yeah. Well, I have Absolutely. <laughs> that uh, that uh, all these businesses show to our customers every day mm-hmm. and that, you know, people from all over the world, not just the, the city, come to show in Shaw every day. So we, we want to have everybody to encourage people to Shaw show Shaw, some love. That's easy That's for you okay, yeah, That's really easy for that you All right, wait a minute. So, How do we get tickets to Tickets the... are available online at uh, smsgala17.eventbrite.com, or if okay. you need more information, go to 
SeanMainStreets.org, uh, and it's they're also, also available on, at you know at the event. It's also on the list, com If that's easier to find it. So yes. Okay. Thank you so much this for coming in today, and everybody, please dig into some of this glorious food. And if you don't pass me a piece of that bread, I'm really going to start getting upset. <laughs> There's two different ones, as a matter okay. of fact. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Ryan. Let's go back to Ryan. Thank I want you. To talk about going. So gorgeous. You've been to the festival, and we've been. To, we actually did a live broadcast from the festival a couple of years ago, didn't we? We've like done several. We did. Yeah, been there several years. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. yeah. yeah. I mean, for you know, listen. If you're a particular oh, no, kind of uh, you know uh, wine fanatic or whatever, you come looking for that, or a Maker's Mark fanatic, you come for that. But it's a. It's really. I mean, it's actually a family happening. There's all kinds of stuff going on for everybody and for kids. A little more on that, or Diane, you want to. Jump in and Diana's doing Facebook Live. She cannot talk. Right. Oh, well, I mean, I was just going to say the food is just fantastic. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah. like last year we were hanging out by the oysters. Uh, you know, just an endless line for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people couldn't get enough of those oysters. Uh, and the barbecue was fantastic. Um, it's always just amazing food there. And uh, the VIP is definitely worth the extra little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Get that. And uh, it's unbelievably tasty food. How do we get tickets? Uh, I believe it's. On the website with yes. uh, food and uh, wine and food. Wine and food. Yes, wine and food. Or on the com. You can click <laughs> on that, too. We should, uh, get a cut the tickets. we should get a cut for ticket sales. Uh, I think but so, yeah. I think so. Most importantly, let's talk a little bit about the chef demos. Thank you. I did want to try that. Thank you. Um, so the chef demos this year, every year we bring, Scott Renault and I bring a whole range of chefs to come and cook it up. Uh, and this year is going to be so much fun. Of course, Scott is going to be there on Saturday. It is um, Scott. It is Marjorie Meek Bradley from uh, Smoked and Stacked, also in Shaw. And um, uh, also Vic Albisu, who's from Del Campo and Taco Bamba. And then on Sunday, we have Rock Harper, who is always fabulous and fun. And as I said earlier, the ladies love rock. And also um, uh, Chef Sang from Tip Cow is going to be there this year. So it's really going to be a diverse collection of chefs doing really different food. And the demos are always terrific fun. And Chef Sang is a trip. I yeah, love she's her. so I much fun. I love her food. I know. So, okay, what are you making for us next? Thank you. Well, I think we're getting a little closer to lunchtime, so I guess we'll go with a Kentucky Mule next. Okay. Uh, just a simple cocktail. We're going to use uh, Maker's 46 because it's a nice high-proof bourbon, and we're going to add some ginger beer to it. So mm. uh, just a little something to ease us into the 12 o'clock hour. Okay, thank you. All, All right. right, so Austin Fawcett is now the executive chef at Proof, and when they and he's a brunch freak. Fairway. Mm-hmm. We went to their, mm. you know, one of their tastings, and I am a deviled eggs freak. That's my thing. Up until the moment I ate your deviled eggs, I, and they're still good. Macon up near Chevy Chase Circle has amazing deviled eggs, but these deviled eggs. I know, they're so different. Though. Are a home, they're beyond a home run. They're beyond a grand slam. They're the best thing I ever tasted. Thank so, you. First of all, say hi, and then tell us what's in that deviled egg, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're excited to be here. Um, well, first of all, I think... Because they're pickled, they're, they're beet pickled deviled eggs, so they have sweetness and they have acidity that your regular deviled egg might not have. Um, also, they're just visually, they're, they're kind of stunning. They're fun they're to look at. Beautiful. You know, we eat with our eyes, and I think we're a little spoiled now with, with all the, the so, social media and all the press that's out there for food. So we I mean, did you see that. my picture of that egg? It's spectacular. Right? <laughs> I, I used that picture. I, I recycled. Okay, that's good. I love it. I uh, love the bill that is in the mail. There we go. <laughs> Um, okay, but so let's talk a little bit because you haven't been on the show before. You, you Let's give everybody a little bit of your cooking history. While I eat a deviled egg. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's pass these around. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I'm from Wisconsin, and uh, I started cooking at 14, uh, much much like my friend oh. here. Uh, she started uh, at 12, uh, which which is amazing. I, like I was a buster as well. Mm-hmm. I thought the guys in the kitchen were really cool, and I I wanted to be cool like them. I, you know, I thought mm. you know this is the way to be. So they would all go outside and and take a smoke break, and I would cover their station. And I think one day I finally I made a mistake, and they realized we have to train this kid if we're going to leave him to run the station. Well, we smoke a joint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back, right? Yeah, I think they were, and um, and so that's how I got started cooking. And I wanted to travel. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get I wanted to get out of Wisconsin and uh, and see the world a little bit. And so I moved to San Francisco and then to New York City. I thought New York would be cheaper than San Francisco. Well, that was a mistake. I think um, they're both pretty expensive. They're both very expensive. Um, and I met my wife in New York City. Came mm-hmm. down here to D.C. nine years ago. D.C.'s home now. Right. I love it. Um, and so you opened up Charmers on Main? No, no, no. Um, so I was at the Inn at Little Washington as, mm-hmm. as a sous chef there for two years. And then the chef at Charmers on Main for three years. Uh, Clayton Miller was the right, opening Clayton chef. Right, Clayton Miller. Right. Um, and I just came on board to proof now one year ago. Mm-hmm. It, everyone, everyone says, oh, you you just got there. It's actually been a year already. It goes, it goes by so fast. Brunch? When did you launch the brunch? When was that? You know, we've only been open for brunch for a month now, but it's right. my, it's my favorite shift. Like four weeks ago. I love it. Um, let me tell you why. Yeah, because what? I'm just going to say a lot of people are like, cause when I did a segment on WTOP about brunches, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, he really loves doing brunch. And the anchor said, well, who doesn't love brunch? And I was like, well, the chefs who are cooking it don't necessarily love it. Right. Because, you know, it's after a Saturday night. So that's why a lot of chefs aren't really. Yeah, Saturday night you're groggy or, or you or you went out after service to, like, get over, you know, the, week. the night that you had. Right. Yeah. Um, but what I love about it is it's so immediate. If you cook the egg 30 seconds too little, it's no good. If you mm-hmm. cook it 30 seconds too long, it's terrible. And uh, so and so I love that. you time it? You know, uh, you learn you learn to do it by feel, and you learn some good techniques and and uh, good methods to reproduce consistent. Everyone can cook. You could cook one egg, right? Or you could cook two eggs. Imagine I, I could probably try cook and, three. Or yeah, <laughs> try and do fifty. You know, or or for or for fifty people all all in, in a half hour period. Mm-hmm. You know, and you run into some real issues there, especially pans. You know, trying right. to pick up six different pans of eggs and have them all come out exactly the same. It's an art. It's uh, it's pretty cool, and I love that. But I also think what's interesting. I mean, your menu is really um, beautiful. Beautiful, and one uh, one of the things we had. I think you is that the artichoke toast. Yeah, we've got we've got two toasts on the menu, and we've got mm-hmm. them both here today. So we've got a vegetarian dish with uh, fried artichokes, straciatella, uh, golden raisins, uh, pine nuts, and mint. Straciatella so is, is the filling in, from inside of a burrata. We make right. it in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, and we make the, the sourdough so, bread in-house wait, as well. Wait, can I back you up on that? So if it's the filling of the burrata mm-hmm. and you make it in-house, are you making the burrata and then taking out the filling? Like, how does it how You're does it cutting work? your burrata? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. We actually, you know, uh, different seasons, sometimes we, we, we make our own burrata. In fact, I, I think I'm going to have a, a burrata and uh, snap peas dish coming back on the menu at so Proof very this, soon. by the way. Okay. This was... Uh, Yummy. Okay. How are we going to do this? You should share I will, with the you other have people to share. in the studio. I will. I will. Um, I will share with mm-hmm. the other people in the studio. So we, we make our own burrata, and this summer we're going to have some cooking classes coming up with Fresh Farm Market. Oh, great. And uh, one of the c- cooking classes in July is going to be a burrata cooking class where we're going we're gonna to get in burrata some fresh raw mo- mozzarella, right. and we're going to teach, teach people how to make burrata. Oh, I love that. I think that's such a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to come back to you. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about more of the fabulous brunch treats that you have 
on the table here today and also talk about like what you're doing at dinner and what else is going on at Proof. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. Tom Temin here from the Federal Drive. If the federal information technology market thrives on anything, it's meetings. Nearly every week you can pick from half a dozen events put on by publishers, trade associations, lobby groups, and vendors. Feds usually go for free. Kosher? Sure, as long as everyone is invited. Pick up some continuing education credits. Schmooze with colleagues. Maybe hear something new. But now there's a wrinkle from the Office of Government Ethics. For what your ethics officer needs to know, check out my latest column, now online at federalnewsradio.com. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community a second chance too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Federal employee supporters are gathering all across the U.S. on Sunday, May 7th for the 5th Annual Public Service Charity Walk Run. You don't have to be in D.C. to show your support and make a difference for federal employees and their charity, the Federal Employee Education and Assistance Fund. Grab your friends and family and register to participate in your hometown at feea.org slash 5k. Federal News Radio's Jason Miller is on Twitter. Follow him at jmillerwfed for the latest IT and federal management news at jmillerwfed. The Market at River Falls is proud to introduce their new Blue Circle Salmon from Norway, the healthiest, most environmentally friendly farm-raised salmon in the world. Start your meal planning with a visit to the Market at River Falls. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to Austin Fawcett, who is the executive chef at Proof. And we are surrounded, surrounded by, by food. food and drink. I, I mean, say it's... this often, but if you want to eat well, get your own radio show, man. <laughs> right. right, so what is that? It's a waffle with some cool stuff on it. Well, we've, we've got uh, duck and foie gras waffles. And actually what we did is, is, is we, made a, we made a buttermilk waffle batter. Mm-hmm. We load that in the waffle machine, and we stuff... Duck confit inside of the waffle, and then we close it up, and and as the waffle rises, it actually rises around it, and so it's like encased that you got this crispy duck confit inside. It's beautiful. Wouldn't it be cheaper just to feed the waffle to the ducks? No, 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 no. But when you when you think about this dish, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this around so we can try. But what are you serving with it? We've got a foie gras butter. House-made hot sauce and Sugarman maple syrup from uh, Sugarman of Vermont. It's the best maple yeah. syrup okay. money can buy. Goes for the maple but syrup. when you look at this dish, you think, okay, foie gras butter. That must be rich. And it, and it's so light and airy. We've, we've charged it uh, with CO2. And so when you bite into it, it, it almost like completely melts in, in your mouth. And it's a really, really delicious light dish that you didn't expect to be light. Would you like a fork? Or are you no, just gonna I'm going to go with my at hands. it. Um, so, all right, you got one more dish there to tell us about mm-hmm. the shrimp. Well, we were we were talking about uh, the sourdough bread, and right. everyone was kind of blown away by the sourdough bread. And mm-hmm. we we were practicing this bread mm. for months, and what we found is that you need really really high heat. So you need like a 900 degree oven. Well, we don't have a 900 degree oven. Okay. So everybody tells you at home that you have to bake this bread inside of like a Dutch oven. We tried everything else, and you it mean doesn't like a work. Le yeah, you need a, you need a Le Creuset, and you got to get that smoking hot. And then you right. take your sourdough bread, and you put it inside of that, 
put it in your 500 degree oven because it's as hot as it'll go. Right. And that's how you get this amazing jump out of the sourdough bread. It's fantastic. Oh my God. So we've got a, a shrimp toast. It's like barbecue shrimp. Uh, you, you, you take Bell's uh, beer and mm-hmm. you reduce it down with some shrimp stock, Worcestershire, uh, Tabasco, and lemon. And then you uh, monte that with some butter. And uh, this is a really, really delicious uh, dish where the bread just soaks up the sauce. It's, mm-hmm. all, it's all about this sauce. So I can put so this doing... dish in my mouth. Okay, so brunch is just on Sundays, right? Just on Sundays. Brunch just on mm-hmm. Sundays right now from 1130 to 2. Okay. And anything else that you're doing right now with dinner? Like oh. what can people see or what? Well, tell me what else got, is happening. We've got some gamay promotions coming up oh, right. throughout our company. Uh, we've got the launch party tonight at Two Birds, One Stones. Right. They're doing gamay frosé. Um, and we're doing gamay throughout our throughout our restaurant group, and then also around the city. There's a lot of restaurants that are participating. Well, if there's somebody listening who doesn't know what gamay is, it's wine. I know it's wine. Why don't we tell them a little about it, real quick? Right I mean, on. If you want to go to a gamay event, you ought to know what you're going for. That's right. That's right. Well, um, so we're gonna at Proof specifically, we're gonna be doing a uh, a gamay uh, tasting menu featuring uh, featuring these wines. So we're gonna have uh, a gamay rosé and and then uh, two reds. Um, and uh, Gamay Dessert Wine as well, which, which has like a citrus finish to it. Well, and let me just say, so this is a fundraiser that is going that is put on every year by Max Culler and uh, the Fat Baby Group because uh, Max's father, Mark Culler, who was a good friend of ours, uh, passed away a couple of years ago from pancreatic cancer. So this is a fundraiser that is happening around the city to raise funds uh, to support pancreatic cancer research. And uh, Gamay wine is very close to Max Culler's heart, and he feels that it is uh, a wine that not a lot of people know about, so he wants to educate people on it and also in doing so pay tribute to his dad. So we are huge supporters of that. Um, His dad was one of the great men. Yes, in this city. So, um, hey, thank you so much for coming in and bringing all this food. This and food is uh, awesome. If you are brunch lovers and you haven't been to Proof yet, you are missing out. You and need we're to doing Facebook Live so you can see the, the rest of the uh, folks in the studio, like a pack of wolves going right. at all this food. <laughs> okay. All right. So now it's time. Who do we have on the phone? We, we have Greg have, Nivens. Greg Nivens. Are you there? I am here. I want a duck waffle. I bet you do. See, this is what happens, dude, when you don't come to That's the show. That's right. Tough noogies. I'm so, so hungry. <laughs> okay, well, it was good talking to you, Greg. Thanks for coming on. Um, uh, Greg is the uh, founder and the head of the the Trigger Agency, which is behind this great uh, wine and food festival out at National Harbor. It's the 11th annual festival, right? What gave you yeah, the... Yeah, I guess so. Is it that many? Are don't we on guess. 11? I happen to know that it's the 11th. What gave you the courage to do this in the first place? That's what I want to know. It's, I mean, the location is so pretty right there on the, on the water, on the Potomac. It's just so beautiful. And, uh, the property was there and, uh, they needed wine and food and bam, it happened. It's so wonderful. Well, and so. And it's going to be gorgeous next weekend. Next weekend is going to be gorgeous. Can, so for people who haven't been yet, I mean, we've been talking on the show about all the fabulous chef demos and, you know, the fabulous, uh, Jim Beam products that are going to be there. But can you talk a little bit about some of the wines that'll be there and next the week and the vendors? Oh, yeah. There's, well, there's a wonderful, uh, sele- I mean, the beauty is selection and taste. And that's really what we try to hang our hat on is we let people try lots and lots and lots and lots of different types of taste. We'll probably pour, we'll have, uh, I think Kat has put together around 200 or so different skews of wine. Mm-hmm. So we run the gamut from French, Italian, Californian, 
Maryland, Virginia, uh, all over the world, wines of every kind of price point. They go from $400 a bottle down to uh, $10 a bottle. And the, the beauty of the show is you can taste them. If you like them, we have them on special, and we will sell them to you right there. A lot of times at a, at a nonprofit fundraiser like this is, you, you can't buy the wines right there. You have to, like, put an order in or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to buy uh, the cork from a $400 bottle of wine, Greg. Can you <laughs> work that out for me? For or maybe you. the label. I will, I will hold the cork on the side. Just oh, you. you're a good person. So there's lots of different uh, wine. We also have a whole craft beer selection. So Stella has a whole lounge, Stella Artois, mm-hmm. and they have their uh, specialists are there showing people, you know, really how to pour a beer and uh, what the characteristics of great craft beer are, along with we have lots of other craft beers that are there. Don't you have and a beer garden, too, restaurant. right? Huge beer garden, yeah, right there on the water, just uh, sitting out there. You go and sit at one of the umbrella tables and uh, relax, enjoy, it, and watch the Ferris wheel go round and round and round. Well, I think what so. people should understand is you come and you pay. How much are tickets? The... Uh, VIP, I don't know what they're at. I'm pretty sure the regular ones are only $39. I mean, for 39 uh, bucks, you come in and... Diane, what are VIP tickets? Oh, she says it's right in front of me. All hold right, on, hold on. We're going to find out. The point is you for pay 39, for 39 bucks. You come in and you eat and you drink and you walk around and you eat and okay, you drink wait, some more. Okay, wait. I'm going to just say, so VIP tickets are only $79. That's, $79. That's a yeah, steal. Yeah, that's a steal. That is a steal. Uh, it, it, I mean, we definitely like to try to make it, you know, it's def- you get your money's worth. There's no question there. Mm-hmm. And you can taste uh, all of the different. We have wine, beer, and spirits, uh, and lots of different cool, goody, uh, foodie-type uh, exhibitors. Uh, so, you know, we have this, this special wine opener guy and the guy who has the whiskey stones there. And, uh, so I don't want to know what a whiskey unique. stone is. It's it the sounds ice dirty. Cubes. It's oh, an ice okay. Cube. You know, you sound like you've yeah. been you're very laid back this morning, which is not your usual, you know, <laughs> a bullion self. You might have been trying some of those wines and beers this morning, I think, just to oh, see if they're I any good. I was trying beers this morning. No, we, I drove back last night from uh, North Carolina. We had another festival this weekend. So, oh, man. Uh, I'm just a little. A little tired this morning, but uh, now getting ready and getting geared up for next weekend. We're very excited. Two yeah. big days right on the Potomac, and looking forward to the chefs. We love having those guys out there. I really, really enjoy what they do every year. All right. Well, it is a, it is a great day, life. and you can also start your well, summer tan out there on the pier. That's what happened last year. Right. I came back so Friday. So much fun. All right, Greg. Thanks for joining us, dude. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Cannot wait to see you, and uh, great. We hopefully see lots of your listeners out there as well. Please come down and join us and support our, our good cause, the Spirit of Hope Children's Foundation. All right, let's give the website where we can find tickets. Uh, that is wineandfoodnh.com, wineandfoodnh.com. All right, you just made up for not knowing how much VIP tickets were. <laughs> okay. Yeah, really? I mean, it's your event. Come on. All right. All right, Greg, thanks a lot. All right, bye-bye. All right, take care. Yeah, that is a, a lot of fun. Um, All right. Quite a show. There's so much food here. Ryan, just come back one last time so you can give one last shout-out. Tell everybody where they can find you next week. So uh, you can find me over the bourbon tables. I'll be uh, there wearing my Maker's Mark hat, chatting Mm -hmm. about bourbon, uh, I guess. uh, You'll be at it or under it? Oh, well. I'll be under it, I think, actually, yeah. And, uh, yeah, for about two or three hours, you can find me, I'd say between 12 and 3, and uh, we'll do some bourbon 101s. 
We'll have some tastings and uh, we'll have a little fun. All right, and you'll come over to the chef demo tables and say hi. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Hey, you sure might you, be able to talk me into that. Okay, you have to yeah. come over with bourbon or else they won't let you over there. Oh, that, that's, so, that, that's they're fine. They're so <laughs> difficult, those chefs. All right, well, we want to thank well, all of our what, guests. Wait, what? I just want to make sure everybody okay. knows everything you heard about uh, uh, and, and saw on Facebook Live today, you can find on the list of you on com, Nikki's website. Mm-hmm. Follow her on Twitter. Follow her on Facebook. Follow her on WTOP every Thursday live at 1240, but they play that throughout the week. If you want to know what's going on in the city and it's got to do with Food, brews, spirits, whatever. It's mm-hmm. Nikki. So. Yeah. All right. So next week's show is going to be amazing. We have Brian McNair coming back in studio. He's going to be talking Yay. about the huge event, Dine and Jash, that's going on in June. And tickets are going fast. And we have Taha from Mike Isabella's group coming in to shake up cocktails that he is making at a rose. So it's going to be a delicious and fun show. We want to thank all of our guests once again for joining us in studio today. If you could, well, you can see what it looks like because there is food and glassware everywhere. Um, Once again, it's been a great show. Everybody, please have a delicious week.